0: Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman, and that audio you just heard was from a recent co-ed softball practice over at the St. Pius School ball field on Marquette Street in Appleton. No, they aren't St. Pius students. They are members of the SOAR Fox Cities Special Olympics program, SOAR being Wisconsin's third-largest Special Olympics organization. In this episode, we're talking about including and empowering our neighbors and family members with differing abilities. And by the way, it wasn't too long ago that people used words like mentally disabled or handicapped or worse. Fortunately, our language today is evolving into words we can use that are much more respectful, focusing not on what individuals cannot do by their diagnosis or their needs, but what they can do. So, included in our show notes for today's episode, you'll find some great resources on that and more. Just head on over to our Community Foundation website, cffoxvalley.org podcasts, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button so that you can get each new episode sent to you in your email or on your app or wherever you like to download your audio. Now, let's head back to St. Pius, where that softball practice was going on. They'd been practicing since June, and those who wanted to compete will do so for fun and bragging rights. It was a steamy late afternoon in August when I showed up to take it all in. I was greeted by some very enthusiastic volunteers, parents, and of course, the athletes. Let's meet them. Uh, My name is Mandy Coffin, and I'm a volunteer um, for the Special Olympics softball team. I'm also a mom of one of the athletes on here. So, you know, he loves playing softball. He does bowling and basketball. And so it's been great. Like he he loves sports. So it's been a a good, uh, good thing for him. He's autistic. Um, he's high-functioning, but he wasn't able to play sports in, in high school because he was a little too hyper. So this was um, definitely something he was excited about. So it gives him uh, that energy release that he needs. <laughs> so, But it also gives him the socializations, and he really likes it. So he, ma- he makes a lot of good friends here. So,
1: so my name is Jonathan
2: Geddes. I am a volunteer for Special Olympics. This is my first year volunteering. Right now we're just practicing, having fun. It makes me feel like I can be out in the community and make friends too. And it makes me feel happy. I love it. It is a great organization.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) My name is Stephanie. I have a pet cat at home and she's so adorable. Okay, tell
0: me about this game here. What position do you play? I probably play an outfield catcher. Wonderful. How long have you been doing this? This is my first time.
1: My name is Thomas Spaulding, and I've been involved with Special Olympics since 1987. When my son was three and a half years old, and I raced him by myself since he was three and a half, and then I have got my son involved when he was eight years old. We started out on track. Well, 20 years ago, I got him involved with the other sports like bowling, uh, basketball, and softball here. And when he was 10 years old, he got to go to state. At the end of September, he's going to be 46, so it makes me a lot closer to my son and respect him more and what he's doing. And you know, and it's a good program. It's or I want to have been here so long as I have, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Two outs. Two outs. Right again. Wayne, that's two outs.
2: Uh, Greg DeGrave. We have a son, Mike, who's actually going to turn 40 this year. So he does the softball, does bowling, uh, basketball, pretty much every season. He continues throughout the year doing something. Uh, Soar, also they they got all the activities, the different dances, and uh, there's a corn roast coming up and everything too. So it's it's really just good to see.
3: My name is Barb Schultz, and uh, my son's been in Special Olympics for... He's 23 now. He's been in since he was nine or 10. He's done uh, basketball, track, and softball. It's been a blessing for Brett. It has gotten him to meet so many special people and make friendships that he just wouldn't have otherwise. And it's also gotten me to socialize with other parents similar situations as ourselves, you know, and it was a difficult time at first, but he's special and he is a true blessing. He's a true gift, our son is. And um wonderful.
0: And this is your son. Yep, yeah, Brett. Hi Brett. Hi. Good, you? Yeah. you making some good plays out there? <laughs> yeah. Oh no,
3: stay here no. See he loves it. He can't wait to get back. <laughs> I'm just so happy that this program is here.
1: All right, let's strike three. Okay, All right, nice bring job, it in.
0: Nice let's go, job. let's go, nice you guys. Right. guys. Well, joining us now is Jen Kalishek, Special Olympics Coordinator. Welcome, Jen. We are so excited to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your role. This is new for you and how exciting uh, that you get to work with these athletes directly.
4: Yeah. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Um, I am fairly new to this role. I've only been with SOAR for about 11 months, um, but it just keeps getting better and better. Uh, what I love most about this role is being a 24-7 cheerleader. I get to encourage our athletes, share And their excitement. Um, It's so rewarding to see the athletes improve throughout each season, um, maybe in their athleticism or learning about a sport, but in other ways too, taking constructive criticism from coaches, encouraging their teammates,
0: and being a team player. And, uh, you know, when people think of Special Olympics, if they're not familiar, you know, they might imagine an international Olympian competition or maybe a, a national one. And it is that, but at the local level, it's so much more, isn't it? Yes, it is. So at the local level, we are giving our community of
4: people social connections to learn skills like teamwork, coping, leadership, communication skills, um, so that they have opportunities to use those skills out in the community. People living with disabilities continue living isolated lives. Special Olympics gets them out in the community and getting them socialized. Oh, that's really
0: exciting. And that's what parents have told us, too, that this has just been uh, such a gift to them. You serve so many athletes with a range of capabilities. I really like how Special Olympics is focused on the capabilities rather than disabilities. Talk a little bit
4: about that. Yeah, you're right. So Special Olympics and SOAR missions are very much alike. Uh, We focus on abilities rather than disabilities. Uh, We are all more alike than different, and the playing field is one place where we can demonstrate that. SORA's mission is empowering people with differing abilities, and a piece of that is making sure the community is also involved. Through Special Olympics, we are providing an inclusive environment for them.
0: Uh, Tell us a little bit about our local Special Olympics in Northeast Wisconsin here. It's really not a small operation, is it? It's really not. Um, I actually just, of course, learned this over the
4: last year. It is way larger than I ever anticipated. Um, Special Olympics Wisconsin is divided into seven regions. Um, So we We are in Region 4, that is the Fox Valley. Um, Region 4 has 17 different agencies. In addition to SOAR, there's Nina Schools, the Fox Valley Warriors, Kakana Area Schools, the Ark of Fond du Lac, just to name a few. Uh, In Region 4, there are 19 different sports that are offered, and SOAR currently participates in seven of those sports. SOAR participates in basketball, basketball skills, swim, track and field, softball, t-ball, bocce ball, and bowling. Um, Over the entire Fox Valley, there are over 715 athletes, and 223 of those come from SOAR. Uh, I recently learned that Soar is the second largest program in the state, right behind
0: Team Milwaukee. That's amazing, and I you know I recently got to go to a softball game or softball practice, I should say, and uh, it was incredible just to see how much fun everyone was having. It, it is fun, I swear. There's never a dull moment. Everyone's
4: always happy to be there. It's. It's just incredible. What has this uh, operation meant to you personally? Oh, gosh. Uh, So many things. Um, I have a younger brother with Down syndrome. And uh, while I come from Michigan, he still lives in Michigan, so he plays... In sports in Special Olympics Michigan. Um, but also right out of high school, I went away to college and I attended Central Michigan University. And that is actually the home of Special Olympics Michigan. And my first job was with Special Olympics Michigan. So I'm kind of coming full circle. Um, in a different state, but just seeing what Special Olympics has given my brother, it's just, it means the world to be
0: giving back in a way now in Wisconsin. And you've gotten to meet the athletes in your job. You get to uh, uh, just encourage them. You mentioned being a cheerleader. How How is that going? It's, you know, it's
4: rewarding. It's so fulfilling. Um, it's impossible to have a bad day at work. You know, <laughs> it really is because win or lose, the athletes are happy to be there. So, of course, that makes me happy to be there. And um, just seeing their excitement
0: over everything is just... It, it's truly heartwarming. Oh, You know, if a parent is listening to this or a caregiver, how can they get started uh, with Special Olympics? Yeah, so
4: it, it's a pretty easy process. Um, there are several different venues that people use to find SOAR or other agencies. Uh, Google search is a big one. Many families also contact Special Olympics directly. And then Special Olympics will kind of point you in the right direction, say whatever agency is closest to the family um, or which one might be a good fit. Um, so we get a lot of referrals from Special Olympics. Um, and then it's just a, a little bit of paperwork to get started. So it, it's pretty simple. I, I can't say enough good things about Special Olympics. I mean, it's, it's really um, giving our athletes our our... People with special needs, um, an inclusive space, you know, doesn't matter if they're good at this sport or they're just learning. Um, our, our coaches are incredible. Um, I mean, everything is, is volunteer based with our coaches and, and the volunteers that are there helping, but, um, they, they start from the basics. You know, if, if an athlete is just looking to try something new, Special Olympics is the place, and in fact, I I wanted to share that we had a participant um, this year reach out that um, he's a gentleman in his, I believe, his late 50s. Um, He had never played a sport before, and he is uh, visually impaired. He's blind. Um, He wanted to give t-ball a try, and we... this was a first for us. It was a first for me in my first year with SOAR, but um, we found a volunteer that was willing to work with him at each practice just to kind of be there for him. And I'll tell you what, that participant has hit a line drive every time he has been up to that plate. <laughs> he he can make out um, the color white so he can see the softball. He can see the bases to some degree. And, and he just – he really mastered T-ball this season, and it was just – the most incredible experience. It really showed that um, those that are living with a disability, if, if they're a little nervous or haven't tried it before, give it a try. You know, it might really, you might really end up just loving it. Wow, oh. mm-hmm. Jen, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. This has this just been wonderful and, and Special Olympics is such an incredible organization and, and so we just love having our Special Olympics program. Our athletes are like family, so thank you.
3: Join the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region in making our community a better place for all. You may have come to a point in your life where you feel called to give back. You do so for many reasons, all very personal. What motivates you? Perhaps you feel strongly about a cause or an organization
0: touched your life or the life of a loved one. Maybe you want to create a legacy and set an example that inspires others to give. Or perhaps giving is a way to re-engage your family members and pass along values to younger generations. For the many different motivations for giving, there are also many ways to give. The key to having a rewarding experience is finding the best fit for your charitable goals, financial goals, and personal preferences. We'll work with you and your tax, legal, or financial planning advisor to determine the best plan for your situation and goals. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org.
1: I'm Kurt Dachin, President and CEO of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Our community of caring donors, nonprofits, and volunteers work together to make this a place where all can flourish. Your Community Foundation is a reflection of this spirit. In 2022, more than $40 million in grants were given to nonprofits to drive their missions. I offer my sincere thanks to each of you for your strong support of our community and our unique mission to make it better. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org.
0: We are back, continuing our episode today about Special Olympics. Now, the parents that you heard in the previous segment became involved in the Special Olympics program when their kids were very young, and it opened up a whole new realm of fun and also that feeling of belonging in the community. Did you know that children with intellectual disabilities can get their start as an athlete as soon as they reach the age of eight? Well, joining us now is Chad Hershner. He is the president and CEO of Special Olympics Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us, Chad.
2: Thank you so much, Amy. It's great to be here.
0: I'm really excited to talk about this at the state level. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Special Olympics at the state level and how you became involved personally.
2: Certainly. So Special Olympics at a global level first was founded in 1968 by Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Um, and then a state level, we quickly became incorporated in 1972. So, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary last year.
0: Wow, congratulations. Uh,
2: thank you. That's a major <laughs> milestone and just, you know, 50 years of, you know, changing lives and yeah. having athletes be able to compete at their best. And, like you said, be part of that community and creating a sense of belonging.
0: Uh, interesting that you would say that because, we, and we briefly touched on the history of Special Olympics, but it goes so far back. Uh, it was before I was born, so 1950s, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Um, You know, it's been around a long time, and it's really about promoting and living out its mission of inclusion. Tell me why that's important.
2: It's very important. A lot of times, and again, the Community Foundation has done a great job yeah. focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. What I've learned in my time being part of Special Olympics is the one group that is still marginalized are those with physical or intellectual disabilities. Yeah. We, as communities, maybe not incorporate them in our planning work. Or it's challenging for them to find meaningful work in the workplace. So it's that one other component when we say inclusion mm-hmm. that we really as a community and as individuals need to do more.
0: How can we get better at that?
2: So I think part of it is is just when you spend time with these individuals, it is joyful. Yes. They are kind. They are caring. They are compassionate. They are intelligent. And they just want to be connected. So, I think it's just, you know, making sure as we're doing, if it's big community initiatives or local things, or if you're an employer and you have a business, these athletes would love to work with you. And so they have great ideas. So, we just have to do a better job of truly including them and asking them to be at the table to help plan.
0: Is that something that uh, you're working on with employers in the area, with organizations that maybe hadn't thought about that before?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yes, and when we say we talk about inclusion, we say you know it's one thing to be invited to the dance. True inclusion is when you are invited to plan the dance.
0: Yes, and, and again, get out there and dance, too. and get out
2: there and dance. Yeah. And we have some great statewide corporations that really believe in hiring individuals with ID. So mm-hmm. Culver's is a great employer of yeah. hiring individuals with intellectual disabilities. Quick Trip too. A lot of our athletes work there, and then some of our great manufacturing communities. Have athletes that are on their staff doing various jobs. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's wonderful.
0: And through uh, Soar Fox Cities, I mean, that has been a key for locally getting involved in Special Olympics.
2: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Soar is a great place to be involved. We do a lot of work in our schools. Yes. And Nina High School is a banner high school. When it comes to our unified champion schools, so oh. from schools to employers to programs like SOAR,
0: I'm really glad you brought up Nina. Tell me a little bit about what uh, what can be experienced in the Nina High School and and younger ages as well.
2: Yeah, it's just phenomenal. So again, we believe that you know inclusion happens in the schools, yeah. and what we have to do too is provide a platform where. Students without intellectual disabilities become partners and friends to those with intellectual disabilities, yeah. so it's not about hey we're at gym class, and all the individuals with ID you go over here. Mm-hmm. No, this is truly integration, and so we have some strong advocates in Nina throughout the high school, middle school, elementary school that said, we can and we must do better, yeah. so they have fully integrated the individuals with intellectual disabilities within the programming at Nina. Um, We just got back last year from our USA games in Florida and we had a unified pair that were kind of our correspondents that followed our delegation around all over Florida, and they were from Nina High School, and they were doing the Instagramming, and they were doing all the social media posts, and then came and talked to our board about what that experience was like from both the athlete and the student perspective.
0: You know, what a great way to develop future leaders and to really break down those barriers as, you know, the generations are are up and coming.
2: Yes, and it's Uh, awesome when it's, you know, members of the football team or the basketball team or whatever it is saying, hey, this is my friend. And they're going to come with me, and we're going to do this together. It's just goosebumps. It just really, really inspires you and – gives you hope.
0: Now, at a a state level, you have some very unique fundraising activities. (laughs) Uh, I loved reading about those, but tell me what those are like, because I I see law enforcement involved. I see all sorts of fun things, convoys. Tell me more.
2: Yeah. So again, we have a lot of creative people that help (laughs) to plan major events. Our biggest event, of course, is our Polar Plunge. Yes. So (laughs) this coming year will be our 25th anniversary of doing Polar Plunges throughout the state. Shortly after I started last May, the athletes and members of our Athlete Leadership Council challenged me to take the plunge. You did it? I did it last year in Milwaukee. Um, At the time, our our, uh, vice president of marketing said, Chad, we'll have you do the last plunge. It will be in Milwaukee. It will be warmer. (laughs) It was minus four that day and snowing and cold. Oh, boy. However, Lake Michigan was like 32 degrees. So I just told myself, like, I'm going to be warmer when I go into the water. And? So – And it was, it was not as bad as I thought. Um, and, but again, just seeing the athletes there, seeing the joy. So we did a whole plunge the president challenge and people (laughs) contributed more than $10,000 for me to take the plunge and go wow. full in. So I ran in the water, dove head first, and <laughs> no. came back out.
0: Sure, you had to make a big show of it, of course, because that's the fun of it.
2: Yeah. That's the fun of it, yep. And I didn't want to let the athletes down because they work so hard and help raise money and yeah. do all those things. But
0: That's fantastic. Are you going to do it next year?
2: Yes. And oh. one of the things we're doing this coming year is we're going to do an inclusive plunge. So mm-hmm. some of our athletes aren't able to plunge for various <laughs> health reasons or accessibility reasons is so we're working with uh, the city of Whitewater, and they have a great great aquatic center. Oh, okay. So we're able to use their pool there. Their pool has a ramp. Yeah. They have like a zero-entry splash pad. So this, I think, might be one of the first inclusive plunges in the country. <laughs> yeah, and just coming up in a couple of weeks, we have our truck convoy here in this region. Oh. So we start at Mercury Marine, uh, and the president and CEO of Mercury Marine is going to be there to welcome the athletes, to welcome all the drivers, and So they raise money and pay an entry fee and we'll have probably 200 tractor trailers going from Mercury Marine to EAA and Oshkosh. Wow. Uh, and then we'll have a celebration once everybody gets there, but again, Crete Truck Centers has been amazing, certainly Schneider National, yes. you know some really great partners here that make that happen.
0: and other partners, I know law enforcement has been involved as well. Tell me more about that.
2: Yes, so that partnership with law enforcement goes back probably more than forty years of the wow. movement. And it's just something incredibly special. Um, so as we know, our members of the law enforcement community do so much to serve and give back. And their jobs are not always easy. Um, seeing the interaction that they have with the athletes of Special Olympics is just mm. magical. They, they show up at events, they hand out awards, they plan different runs throughout the state. Uh, we always have torch runs in conjunction with our four state games. Um, and throughout September, October, we have various regional run with the cops coming up. So evening <laughs> events where community members can come out, athletes will be there, law enforcement will be there. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And, I think for Special Olympics and law enforcement, this coming year, our conference is in Chicago, our international conference, and I think we'll pass the $1 billion in fundraising that law enforcement has raised for Special Olympics as a global movement. Well, I know that we, yes,
0: I I know that we at the Community Foundation are uh, very excited and thrilled to be able to support Special Olympics and SOAR, of course, and um, we've got so many donors here who uh, do, through their funds through the Community Foundation, uh, make sure that the athletes are supported and the volunteers as well. How, How, what does that mean to you to have so much support?
2: Oh, the one, that's the most beautiful thing about Special Olympics is we are a grassroots movement. Yeah. We, we cannot exist without the volunteers. So annually we have more than 5,000 volunteers yeah. that either are there supporting athletes, they're volunteering for our regional competitions or day of events, or they're coaches. All yeah. of our coaches are volunteers as well. So we need to continue mm-hmm. to recruit more volunteers and I tell you, you give four hours of your time to come to one of our games. We host our spring games in Oshkosh. Uh Just show up, volunteer, and I guarantee you you'll be back.
0: Okay. Somebody listening to this podcast might be inspired to volunteer. How do they get started?
2: So the best place is going right to our website at specialolympicswisconsin.org and get involved. And there's all the listing of events and volunteer applications and everything Uh right there.
0: That's fantastic. Of course, we'll have that uh, link in our show notes today. Um, Chad, is there anything that I have not asked you about with Special Olympics that you wanted to share uh, with our listeners today?
2: Certainly. So I think there's a couple things. You know, one I found when I start is everybody's like, what do you know about Special Olympics? Would be the question I would ask. Uh, And they're like, you only do it every four years and it's just for kids. No. no. (laughs) (laughs) We have more than. 250 sporting events alone just in wisconsin Mm -hmm. and it's year-round our youngest athlete is eight our oldest athlete is 94 wow um and we have 19 different olympic style sports everything from cornhole to flag football (laughs) and everything in between um the other big thing i think that people don't know about is our commitment to health So inclusive health is a big component of the work that we do. So Special Olympics as a global movement is the world's largest public health organization for individuals with intellectual disabilities. So we have a great program in Wisconsin. There are eight core areas where we focus on for health, ranging from dental to mental wellness to fit feet to physicals to opening eyes. and that has been transformational.
0: Yeah. That's, I did not know that. Chad, what has this meant to you personally? Your involvement in Special Olympics? Is there a, a reason why this is so, uh, why you're so passionate about it?
2: Yeah. For me, I've spent my, I have to work for an organization that has mission and purpose. That's what I've been doing my entire career. And for me, just being part of this family and this movement, you can work a 12 hour day, a 14 hour day, you wake up the next day, you're not exhausted, <laughs> yes. because you see the impact that is happening right before your eyes, yeah. um, and just the joy of these athletes, the resiliency, yeah. the grit, the determination. It's it's it can be overwhelming at times. I remember starting and you know being at our summer games, and I saw an athlete who was there in a wheelchair. And uh, he was amputated above his knees, mm-hmm. and I watched him dive into the swimming pool, get a gold and two silver medals, and then the emotions just start. Yeah. And you just have such an appreciation and such a respect for all that it takes for some of these athletes to to show up. And mm-hmm. when they're with their fellow athletes, it's home. Yeah. that's That sense of community, that sense of belonging – and the world that is able to be created through Special Olympics.
0: What you're doing and what the volunteers are doing is truly changing lives in our community, in our state, and all around the world. And I'm just so thankful for what you do.
2: Oh, thank you so much. And again, the Community Foundation is a phenomenal partner in this, from the work that you do to the gifts from many of your donors and individuals as well.
0: Oh, I appreciate you being here today, Chad. Thanks so much.
2: You bet. Thank you.
0: let's go back one more time to the ball field because there is a coach you're going to
1: want to meet. My name is Dean Burley. This is my second stint Uh, years ago, probably about 15 years ago. I coached basketball. Um, through the through an organization similar to this. Um, and then I had an opportunity to do it again. You know, I coached baseball for a bunch of years in Menashton and then I, I finished a 10-year stint at Little Shoot. And even in both places, we did special needs camps like this. And, you know, it's funny because we walk into that thing and our high school kids always thought we're really going to show them stuff. But every time we walk out, they showed us more than we've ever showed them. And it was really cool. And my family's always been really involved in this. And, uh, and and got to meet with Jen and said you know I'll come and help and you know you got the itch again and uh, SOAR is a great organization to work with Jen's been outstanding and uh, yeah it's, it's been a little bit of an adjustment but it's kind of the same thing you know you're working with kids and you're trying to get them better and, uh, uh, and it's working a lot of fun kids have a lot of fun but it it's, it's really helps them because I don't really treat them really any different. Obviously, they just can't catch the ground ball as well or hit the ball as well. But other than that, they, they retain what they can retain. And, and, and we try to make them a little bit better and have them work. And I think they get more out of that. I think the mistake sometimes we make is we treat them different, you know. And uh, But it, it's been an itch to me. It's just that coaching me to want to give them as much as they can. You know, and uh, these guys, they certainly surprised us over the season. It's been a fun season. And that's the stuff we do this for. You know, they always talk about, if you listen to, to successful teams, they always talk about the bus ride. The bus ride home and the time they spend together outside of the game. That's I just watched the NFL Hall of Fame, and they said they're going to miss the locker room. This is kind of our locker room. and It's a chance for parents to get a break, these kids to kind of go off and do something. And you wouldn't, you know, these kids think it's uh, the brewery's Cubs playing. And, and it's great for those kids, and, and they look forward to it, and uh, it's to a point where they're asking if they can come out and help. And uh, we need more people to volunteer, so when he was listening to this, the more the merrier here, and it's a great place to volunteer or donate or, or both.
0: We are wrapping up this episode, and we hope we've inspired you to check out your local Special Olympics activities and meet those athletes. You can check out all the resources we talked about today in our show notes by going to cffoxvalley.org slash podcasts. And there you can subscribe and get all of our episodes delivered to you wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region.